and amen. God is good. Well, greetings. It's a great day. All of a sudden, some cold air blew in. Yeah, that's all right. It's supposed to be wintertime, not the middle of summer. Amen. Um, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Um, my word today is going to be on the love of God. Look at this wide area. As they were playing music and I was walking down the middle of it, I thought I was like, you know, American Idol or something. <laughs> <laughs> Waving at everybody. Anyway, um, we have a wedding today, tonight, this evening. And so we kind of moved chairs around and all this kind of stuff. So that's why it's shaped the way it is. Um, but today we're going to talk about and look at um, true love. The title of my message today is True Love, what true love really is. And everybody here today has ideas and thoughts about love based on your upbringing, your life, your exposure to the world and, and the system that we live in and the ideas that people have about what love really is. But there is a true love. There is a love that is true. And um, not everybody even understands it. In fact, all of us don't understand what true love is the way we need to. I don't care who you are. I don't care what piece of revelation or understanding that you have of love today. It can increase and it can grow in, in, in its understanding. And so today, I'm going to share with you what I believe true love is. Um, there's different forms of love. Um, there's, there, there is emotional type love. There's love that people have for one another. There's a love that a husband and a wife has for each other. There's a love that parents have for their children. There's a, there is a love that God has for his people. And then there is God. And 1 John chapter 4, and I want to start there today. 1 John chapter 4, and verse, starting with verse 7 says, Beloved, let, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God, and he knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is is love. Say that with me. God is love. Say it again. God is love. True love is God. Because God is love and love is God. I'm going to say it again. God is love and love is God. True love is God. And that Everybody can mentally attest to that because of what I just read, but to understand it is something else totally different. To understand that God is love and what that looks like and how to partake of that and how to give that. God so loved the world, which is you and I, that he gave 
His only begotten Son. He gave the best of heaven. He gave the love of His heart. The love of who He was. It was love personified in the giving of His Son. To understand you giving one of your children for someone that didn't deserve it, my mind does not even go there, can't even compute, much less giving your child for somebody that did deserve it or that in your mind did. So today I'm just telling you that true love is God. And to understand God and what love really is, is where we have to begin and just look at what the Bible says about love. And, and all through the Bible, um, scriptures talk about love, and, and I could, I, we could sit here all day and just read scriptures about love, but, but I want to... I wanna, Take a couple of points here, and, and I want to I drive the central theme of this message home, and that God is love, and He created us in that love, so we have the ability not only to understand what true love is, but to live in it, and then to give it, and to demonstrate it, and allow it to flow through our lives. How would people know, how would people in the world know what love is if they don't see it through us because they'll they'll never see it they'll they'll never see it with these eyes or feel it you know with with their own personal touch they'll never see god in a physical form anymore we don't know jesus after the flesh anymore now we know him by the spirit right but people can experience the love of god in flesh and blood through you but we have to make a choice that we're going to see what the Word says and then allow what true love is to be a part of us. And um, I, I, I've, I've been born again um, on the 23rd of this month. It'll be 38 years that I've been born again. I've been saved. And uh, I got born again when I was two. So... Now I'm 40, and anyway, I look 40, right? Say yes, David, say yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, God, like him, you can't lie. So, um, but for 38 years, understanding what true love is has been everything about my walk with God. And uh, being able to love unlovely people being able to give to and and look beyond or even you know totally um you know totally overlook what someone has done that is wrong being able to look beyond that and really see people's hearts and and who they really are is something that has been my whole life's journey and, and I can say, the only reason, I, 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 and I believe this for a fact, that after 38 years of being a part of the church of Jesus Christ and still continuing is because of the revelation that I have of the love of God. 
you can't continue in this thing called the church because of the attack against it and what the devil wants to destroy in people's lives. You cannot live your life and, and continue with all the things that come at you if you don't understand the love of God. You won't continue. I know lots of people today that started out when we started out in our born-again life that are not serving God. I'm not saying they're not born again. They're just not. They, have, they want nothing to do with the church. I see them through social media and Facebook and Instagram and different things. I see lots of my friends from the past that are not serving God today. One reason. They don't understand the love of God. Because if you understand it, you'll always continue. You'll live this life if you understand love. Everybody say true love. So God is love, and notice what it says here. Remember, God is love, and the Word is of God. So when the Word tells us something about love and how to partake of it, then we just have to learn to understand that. And, and how many know in here, by the raising of your hand, that there's some things in the Word that are not easy? They're rewarding, but they're not easy. It takes what? It takes what Sandra was talking about earlier. It takes faith. Right? It takes faith to step out and do things in, in the natural that, will, that appear like they're not going to benefit you. Well, I can't let them take advantage of me because what, what's going to happen? There's no trust of God. Well, it's not easy to trust a God you can't see with a natural situation that in the natural, you know, you could drop kick them and take care of the thing. Right? You can take them out of the situation and the equation and you can make it right. It's hard, very difficult to trust God in a situation that in the natural you could be able to handle. I don't need God's help with this. Huh? I've got a 45 or a... <laughs> I can take them out. People do it all the time. Hmm? Good people do it all the time. Good, well-meaning people do it all the time. Everybody have a TV? See the news? If you ever watch the news at all, first 10 minutes are how many people died. How many people were shot. And I'm not talking about all over the world. I'm talking about in San Antonio, just this week in Kerrville. I mean, people are shot. I can promise you, if you learn to walk in love, you won't kill anybody. Well, we got to get rid of handguns. I won't, won't change it. Eh. You can agree with it or not. Ask me if I care right now. <clears throat> I don't really care whether you agree with it or not. It will not change it. Okay? And I'm not all about everybody being able to buy a gun and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying getting rid of guns will not change it. You've got to change the heart. And I promise you, you find a group of people all over this world that are walking in the love of God, nobody will be taken out. Nobody. Anyway. So, in verse 9 it says, In this the love of God was manifested toward us, 
that God has sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, then we ought, everybody say ought, you ought to love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, I ought to. You ought to. Because he loved you, but doesn't mean that you will. You ought to, but it doesn't mean that you will if you don't understand what true love is. See, again, picture yourself as a parent, if you are or you will be one day. Picture yourself as a parent with a child, and you're going to give that child to die for people that didn't deserve it. Doesn't compute. But that is love. But it doesn't make sense. But that is love. The Bible says it's not that we try to love God. But when you realize how much God loves you, then you'll love with that love. See, when you realize how forgiven that you are, you'll forgive other people. You won't hold things against people that do things to you that are wrong. Listen. Let's just get over our touchiness and our emotions and those kind of things in life. Somebody, somebody is going to offend you again. Hmm? And if they haven't, just come to me and I'll do something to offend you. Just, just to help you get over it. People are going to do things that you don't like. Because we live in a fallen world and we live with people that have unrenewed minds. All of us to some extent because of what we're working through. It's a, it's a day-to-day thing. And listen, you're, you're going to be done wrong by someone who's a Christian. Well, you know, I don't like working this job. I want to get about around a bunch of Christians and, and work with Christians. Not me. <laughs> I've worked with the world and I've worked with Christians. Kind of like working with the world, you know, because you know what to expect. But some Christians are going to do you wrong again. And that's not a bad confession. That's not an expectation. I'm telling you, some other people are going to, not, are going to do some things that you don't like. And we've got to learn to be able to handle it and realize it's not about you. It's about things in them that are not right. It's not about you. And if you take things personal because of what someone else does to you, if you take that personal then you're going to take things personal for the rest of your life and you'll never understand what true love is. And I tell you what, when we understand how much God loved us, as a husband, I can love my wife greater. As a father, I can love my children greater. As, as a son and a brother, uh, as, a, as a whatever I am to all, different people, as a pastor, to a congregation, to just friendships and everything else, I can be so much better of a friend. You know why? Because, listen, Jesus said this. When you come to a place, and we're going to read it in a, in a minute, but I'm going to prepare you with this. He said, when you come to a place where you can give Expecting nothing in return is where you learn, is, is like true love 101. When you're able to give something expecting nothing in return, 
I'm not talking about sowing seed, expecting something in return. I'm talking about giving of yourself or doing something good to someone else, expecting nothing in return. Then you've come to, you've come to the basement of true love. And from there, everything else begins to grow and increase. When you can give expecting nothing in return. I've probably made other statements from this pulpit about things that are the, one of the most difficult things I've ever had to learn and had to, had to do in life. But that is up there as one of the most difficult things. Being able to give and expect nothing in return. And we'll look at that in a minute. But 1 John 2, a couple pages over if you have an actual Bible. 1 John 2 and verse 5 says this. <clears throat> Whoever keeps his word, truly, truly, the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. When, when the love of God is perfected in you, it's perfected because you have kept and obeyed the word in difficult situations. See, what we're talking about today is what true love is. God is love, and love is God. And so every time you, say, you see something where God says, do this, that's, say, that's love saying, do this. Or it's saying that love does this. It doesn't say you do it. It's not meaning that you do it, it's what love does. And, and the more I learn to obey what love or God or His Word says to do, then the love of God becomes perfected in me and it produces. And again, again, when you understand that God is love, and you understand how much He loved you, and you're able to give expecting nothing in return, that's just the foundation of love. Then you have to live that out the rest of your life. And, and I'm telling you, well, God, God is love, but beyond that, I don't really know what that means. And so, you know what? It's okay if you don't know what it means. Okay? It's okay if you don't have revelation because you don't the way you need to. I don't care who you are, and I'm talking to myself included, you don't know and understand what true love is the way you need to understand it. So, I believe that true love is, is actually, if you'll get a hold of this and go home and look at this passage of Scripture that I'm going to read as I finish my message today, if you go and spend some time dissecting this, what, what it will do over time is it will enhance all the relationships that you have with other people. Because until we get to a place where we realize that life isn't about us and our needs, until we get to that place, life will be a bummer in a lot of ways. Until we get to the place. Because what, ha what happens is when life is about you, you've got to fight for it. You've got to fight for people understand. Well, you know, I just got to, they just don't understand what I need. Well, the Bible says all my needs have been met according to what he did. And, and remember, 
love is understood not in that I try to love God, but in the fact that I understand how He loved me. And when I understand how much He loved me, and that He overlooked all the crap of my life even before I did all the crap I did, and He forgave me before I even did anything I ever did, and and you the same way, when I begin to understand that, then I can learn how to demonstrate that into the lives of other people. But until I do, then it'll never work. Because you will be fighting for things in your life to be understood. And I'm telling you today, it's not you being understood, it's but you understanding what's going on in other people's lives. Then, you know what happens? You're able to look past what people do and really see their heart. And then you can pray for them. Then you pray for them. Because see, no matter how well you think you know someone, she knows exactly. She knows exa- he, knows, he knows exactly what he's doing. Don't tell me he doesn't. Well, he may know or she may know what they're actually doing, but in most cases, people don't know why they do what they do. Luke chapter 6. People really don't know why they do what they do. They know that they're doing something that's being ugly to someone else. They know they're doing that. But why do they do it? So, what Jesus gave here in Luke chapter 6 was the answer to all of life's problems. In these next few verses, I'm telling you that if every one of us and everybody else on the planet operated this way, There would be no problems in the earth, none. It'd take a while to get there because people have to make it real to them. But over time, there would be no problems in the earth if we live by this. And you know what? I I read past this. Even when I would read through the Bible, read through the Gospels, a lot of times I get to this and I just, "Eh, you know, I just go past this. Yeah, I'll read it later. Because I didn't like it because of what it did. And, and, and I, because I didn't understand it, it put like condemnation on me. And I'd feel bad because I knew I was not doing some of those things. And so instead of digging into it to understand it, I just overlooked it and ignored it. And that's what we do when we don't understand things, you know. You know, to take two and a half hours and sit and listen to my brother to explain what he does in the middle of the ocean? I'm telling you, it wore me out. Because my mind doesn't even think the way he thinks. But now, today, I understand in a little bit better way, and I'm going to spend more time because I'm going to understand what he does because what it does is it draws him to me instead of away. See, there's reasons why... What the love of God will do through you is save the whole world. The love of God through you will save the whole world. Jesus is the Savior of the world, but for people's lives to actually be born again, it's through the love of God in you. Give expecting nothing in return. I was telling, this, this just happened the other day, I was telling this to the intercessors this morning and, and I was I was somewhere and and, uh, and a guy and, and 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 it's sometimes we think of 
well, you know, to give or to do something, you got to do something for somebody in a way that because they have a need, you need to help them. That's, that's, you know, the love of God, the love of God doesn't enable, it helps. See, it doesn't enable us to continue in things that are, that are not being, you know, are not right in our lives. So I was, I was at this place the other day, actually, I, I forgot about it, I was in the, I was in the prayer thing this morning, we do a little teaching once a month in our prayer group, and, and this example just came to me, I forgot about it. But I was somewhere, and, and a guy needed some change. He needed five ones. And, and he asked me, he said, do you have five ones? And he said, but I'm going to have to give you the change back, uh, or however, however, however he said, I'm going to have to give it to you in, in, in some other kind of bills. And I said, no, here, you just take the five. And he goes, no, 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 you didn't understand me. And I said, just take the five ones. And he looked at me and said, I just need change. I don't, I, I don't need you to give that to me. I know. Just take the five. And I just walked off. And that scripture kept coming to me, give expecting nothing in return. It's a little, little bitty thing. It's not about the five dollars. It, it was, I was in a situation where that scripture came to me, give, give it, just give it to him, expecting nothing in return. Gosh, I thought to myself, and it wasn't about the five bucks even towards me, but do you think, even to, even this, to this day, that that guy's thinking about that? Why, why, would, why would, see, we live, we live in a society that's take, take, take. Protect, 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 you know? Anybody ever thought about, like, say you're in a grocery line and somebody, like, didn't have enough money or something, and you thought about giving them three and a half dollars or something like that? But, but what stops us from doing that? Because we've never been trained in, in given situations to think about the good of someone else. It's not, and the guy didn't need the five bucks, But 1 John 2 says, when you do His Word and you keep His Word, then the love of God becomes perfected in you. So, all that was was an obedience to a Scripture that I hadn't thought about in years. Give expecting nothing in return. It wasn't about making sure I go find the guy and get the five bucks back. He even was going to be able to make change for me, but he just needed some ones. And I gave it, expecting nothing in return. Now, this is, this is just really simple. But remember, how much does God love us? Now get this. I gave this guy five ones. And that day, I pulled around in the Starbucks drive-thru. And anybody go to Starbucks here in town? Raise your hand if you go to Starbucks. Come on, raise it high. Okay, look at all these people. Look at all the money they spend. No. <clears throat> so I'm in the Starbucks drive-thru, and you know, you pull in, and you go this way to the drive-thru. But you can go this way, and then those annoying people that go that way 
you, you want to get mad at because they went that way and then they want to cut in. And so I'm pulling up and there's somebody in front of me and they pull up and here's this lady and that verse of scripture, give expecting nothing in return. So I go, woman, why are you over there? But you know how to get in line. You know, I mean, those are the thoughts I was feeling. So it's like, no, it's okay. She's on the phone, so I'm thinking, okay. So I pull up. Well, then there's somebody behind me, and they get right on me, on my tail. And I'm, so I'm watching. There's a woman behind me. These are two women. And, and uh, <laughs> just thought I'd point that out. And, and yeah, <laughs> thought I'd point that out. Anyway, so I'm looking in the rearview mirror. I mean, she's right on my tail. And now this lady's thinking she wants to get in line. So this, this is what, this happened 15 minutes after I gave the five ones away. So she pulls up beside me, and I, I, there's still somebody at the speaker, and she pulls up beside me. Well, you know, the normal thing is that they would let me go, but this lady's not letting me go. Could I go in front of you? Sure. And so I'm watching this lady behind me, and she, I can tell she's like ticked. Of the shit that I'm letting this lady get ahead of me. <laughs> and I didn't think anything else about it. And I get up to get my coffee, and this lady had taken off. And the guy says, The lady ahead of you bought your coffee. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you know, people buy coffee, but that lady. That lady was blessed because I didn't do anything. I didn't act anyway. I didn't give her eyebrows and all this kind of stuff. I didn't give her all that. But God loves me so much that when I do something that he, that he needs, you know why? Because I think that for years to come, the guy that I gave the five ones to, I think that for years to come around the dinner table at Christmas time and Thanksgiving and other family times and friends, this guy will talk about the day that someone did something for him that had never been done for him. And it was five ones. And God so appreciated me doing that is what I feel like that he blessed me with a cup of coffee. And you know, my cup of coffee is only two bucks. Because <laughs> it's just black, bold coffee. It's like coffee. It's real coffee. It's not. Kami, Raka, Duda, Bada, you know, <laughs> these other languages of what people order for coffee. No, mine's just black, bold, double cupped. But God, God loves it. When we do what we ask. Because when we keep the word, then the love of God gets perfected. What is the love of God? Giving, expecting nothing in return. I never even thought that woman would buy my coffee. The thought didn't even come to my mind. And it's those kinds of things where we learn the love of God. And, and then we learn to be a doer of that. Okay? So as I'm reading 
This Luke chapter 6, I want you to keep this in mind because there's some tough verses of Scripture right here. There's some tough stuff in here. It's not as maybe as easy as doing what I just told you right there, but it all goes together. In Luke chapter 6, and starting with verse 27, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. It's already hard. Do good to those who hate you. What? That's why I'm telling you, I used to overlook this passage. Surely Jesus just having a bad hair day or something and, you know, didn't realize what was going on. Didn't realize what it would be like to live in this dispensation of time, you know, in, in this century. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. I won't read this in the Amplified because it's worse. <clears throat> so th- this is just the... You know, this is, this is the first translation that's not as bad as what the Amplified tries to do. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And to him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. In other words, the way you want to be treated, take the first step and treat someone that way first. Anybody in here like to, you know, someone to offer them a way into traffic, you know, like the Starbucks thing or traffic or whatever, you ever been somewhere and somebody's just not going to let you out? And so you get closer and closer and closer and then it's a war. No, all you have to do is give and let people in traffic and other people let you in. See, you give expecting nothing in return, but it just comes back to you because God loves us so much. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that? In other words, there's no faith involved. There's no faith and trust in God. For even sinners love those who love them, and if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners or or, or the world does that, people with no understanding of God. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. Verse 35, but love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Giving, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the unthankful and evil. God is. So what God's needing, Bert, I I need you to let that lady in. I mean, these are just small examples I'm just giving you. I need you to give that guy those five ones. I need, I I need. Did did you hear what I I just said? God needs us. You say, well, God didn't need anything. God can do any. Yeah, but, but he set it up for people to know who he is because of you. So these things about loving your enemies. Now, now, one great thing that we have, one benefit that we have is if we're born again, Spirit of God, the Spirit of God. In other words, the, the thinking part of God. Who God is, is revealed to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And He'll show us how to love our enemies. See, it's not just, okay, uh, if somebody's done you wrong, then they're your enemy and you have to love them. No, no. That's not what it says. And, and 
nothing in God is just that simple. We have to learn how to love people that have done us wrong. We have to learn how to believe the best in people. We have to learn to give to people and do something good for someone else that's not going to benefit our lives. We have to learn how to do that. Holy Spirit is here to reveal, and I'm, I'm telling you, you're not going anywhere. How many expecting to live a long time? So you're not going anywhere, and you've got a lot of time and a lot of people out there to practice on. And it is practice. Practice makes perfect. Those in that 1 John 2, those who stay with the Word and are doers of the Word, then the love of God will be perfected. What, what does that mean? That's something you have to practice. You start out not good at it, not understanding it, like I don't understand my brother. Today, because I've taken time and I've invested in it, I understand what my brother says today, and today I understand what the Word says about walking in love in a greater way because I've spent time with it. And I've learned to hear when God tells me to do something, even if it doesn't make sense to my natural mind, I just do it. Because the end results are the fact that your reward will be great in heaven. When you give expecting nothing in return, your reward is great. And it's not, when, it's not just when you get to heaven, the reward starts right now because heaven was brought to earth. So from right now, your reward is great from here on out. When you learn to come to the place where you have the love of God and what true love is as the foundation of your life. Not you trying to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You can't do that. I'm just telling you right now, you don't have the ability to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You just don't. I, I don't even know what that is or what it even looks like. I mean, I, I'm attempting to, but where I can love, what, 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 what loving God is, is when you love someone else. Loving God is doing what He wants you to do to somebody that's not been the best to you. That's loving God. And so, so for me to love and to demonstrate love and to walk in love and allow love to rule my life is me understanding how much that He's loved me. So to love God, to love God in your life with the love that He loved you with is loving people. Loving God with the love that He loved you with is you loving people. And that's what this passage of Scripture is talking about. So verse 35 again. Love your enemies, do good, lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. These next two verses, and I'll end with this. Judge not, lest you be judged. Condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom or into your lap. For with the same measure that you meet, it'll be measured back to you again. Notice, starting from verse 36. Be merciful as your Father is. Don't judge people and you'll not be judged. Don't condemn people and you'll not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it'll be given to you. It's, it's God's way of thinking and operating. 
It's the way God operates. The forgiveness part. The not condemning part. The not judging part. It's it's not an easy thing to live your life not judging what the motives of other people are. Very difficult. They know exactly what they're doing. Not like they need to know. Because if they really knew, if they knew this, they wouldn't act like that. So they don't know really what they're doing. They know what their, they, they may know their actions. They may know that they're being ugly and they don't really care kind of a thing. But they don't know the results of that. And you know what it takes? Is it takes other people being willing to lay their life down for unkind people. What, what did he say right here? God, God is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Everybody say God is. What does that mean? Love is. Love, love is kind to unkind people. Love is nice to evil people. Love does the opposite of what your mind tells you you have a right to do. And I'm just saying to you today, and I brought you this message for this purpose. Whatever struggle that you have today in relationships... It's all tied to the lack of understanding that you're walking in of true love. It's the lack of understanding of what true love is where we struggle in relationships with other people. The good news is, see, that, that could be condemning or, you know, you, I don't want to hear this kind of mess. You want to stay where these relationships aren't working out? No. The good news is, the good news is, Seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. The ability to develop right relationships will be added to you if you will seek him. If you'll learn how to be a doer of this word, if you learn how to be kind to unkind people, and it's not easy. I, you know, I'm not saying that you know, I've learned in every situation. I mean, in a lot of situations, because I've practiced this, it's like you really can't do anything that's going to offend me. Not anymore. <laughs> I've already been through all that. And I'm not saying the potential's not there. Oh man, the potential. You know, the fact that I just said that means that the potential to be offended is e- even stronger. But it's like, what good is that going to do? See, I've given in to that in the past and it did me absolutely no good. So why would I want to give in to that? So the good news is, if we will spend a little bit of time getting to know God this way and how to be kind to unkind people, if you learn how to do that, and it's not just you act like they didn't do anything wrong. No, they did things wrong, and your, your mind is not going to ever let you forget that until you get in the love of God and you forgive them. When I first got born again at 18 years old, I had a lot of baggage, I had a lot of stuff, I had a lot of people, a lot of family members, a lot of mess and junk that was back there. And, and so I got born again and I heard about forgiveness and so, okay, I forgive them. But that was just something off the top of my head. Some of the, some of the people that I had to forgive, it took years. It literally took years because I had to learn to understand what that really meant. Yeah, I made... I made a statement that I forgive it. No, I, and I was prayed for, and I, and I forgive them. But it didn't get totally worked out 
for a number of years. Why? Because I didn't really understand how much God loved me. And the fear of someone taking advantage of me was more real than the power of God providing for me. And when I, as I begin to work that out, now it doesn't matter what you do. And I'll say you, I say people, someone, whatever. It doesn't matter what they do anymore. It doesn't matter what someone does. Because in my mind, I was already forgiven before I screwed up. If someone else does something that's not right, in my mind, I've got to forgive them even before they do it. So somebody could be premeditating something against me. I've already forgiven them. I've just chosen, I forgive them. <laughs> I, you know, I have to work through my emotions. Somebody does something or whatever, you've got to work through your emotions. But it shouldn't take very long. And I ought to be able to be over it. I can say today, there's not anybody that I know of, and my wife can correct me on this, there's not anybody that I know today that I can't look eyeball to eyeball with, no matter who it is or where they're at. Now, they may have stuff against me, but I have nothing towards them. And I can look eyeball to eyeball to any human being. I don't have to go in, you know, Walmart, oh my gosh, there's so-and-so. I better get out of here. No, no, I can, I, I just... There it is. Whatever. I mean, in the back of my mind, I may know that there's, in the past there was something there, but we'll, I'm going to find out there's still something there. Because I, I want to love them. They were created in the image of God. I want to lay my life down for them and love them. And, and not, not allow something that happened that, 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 we, that the enemy was allowed to get in the middle of to create all kinds of strife and division. And what good is that going to do anybody's life? And so it's not just about me not doing it, but me helping them to get over it. I'll just tell you this last story. Um... I had a family member that I felt really did me wrong in my life. Felt like they just forsook me, and I had it built up in my mind from the time I was a young person. I just realized, I just believed that they just did me wrong, and I held it against them, and I got born again, and I still down deep, I held it against me, against them. I, I held it against them, and, and I, I really struggled getting past that and getting over it. And... Uh, one day the Lord said, you need to go to that person and you need to talk to them. And so I did. I spent a whole day with this person and I began to deal with the issues and the stuff that was in my heart towards them. And, um, and what I realized was, what I realized is what I was telling you today. What I realized was I thought things about that person. And I mean, I had real hatred. If you, if you, you know, hatred is almost like murder. Well, no, it's not almost like that's what the Bible says. Hatred is murder. And, um, and it was almost as though at a certain time of my life where I, I wouldn't care if they lived or died. But it was my perception of what I thought they did. And I know what they did, and I could tell you, well, they did this, this, and this. But when I came to the place where I realized why they did what they did, what I realized was they didn't really do what I thought they did. <laughs> Does that make sense? See, when I realized why their actions were the way they were, they did all they could do. They had no understanding. And when I found out why their actions were the way they were, 
I thought to myself, and I've been upset about this all my life. Why? Because in that area, in that relationship, I didn't understand what true love was. When I gave myself to that person and I laid my life down for that person and I forgave them, it was almost like, you mean I've been walking around with this stupid thing all these years? And they didn't really even do that. And I could, I could literally weep for that person. And they weren't born again or saved. And a number of years later, I was able to lead that person to the Lord. Because why? The power of love. Giving, expecting, nothing back. All of a sudden, I didn't have to be justified. I didn't have to get from that person what I feel like they did to me. You'll never get that. Because in most cases, they don't think they did that. My message today on the love of God is to tell you that, listen, the devil is working overtime to keep people in bondage. To not understanding how we're to be liberated and free and live a life that not only we help others, but that we're able to live a life where we're at peace with ourselves. We can lay our heads down at night and be at peace. We're not thinking about other people and upset and frustrated and mad at other people. And the Holy Spirit gives us that ability and reveals the truth of His Word and how to walk out specific situations because they're not easy. If this was easy, everybody would be doing this. If this was easy, this message wouldn't be so difficult to preach. And it's difficult if this was easy. But I'm telling you, the rewards are heavenly. And the liberties that we live in in this earth are off the charts.